0: listening to SBS News in Easy English. I'm Tina Quinn. National Cabinet has decided to get rid of mandatory isolation for people that are infected with COVID-19 after getting advice that community transmission in Australia is very low. The five-day isolation requirement will end from October 14th but financial support will be provided for people who work in high-risk settings, like aged care, so that they can isolate if needed. Support payments for people in all other sectors will also end. Chief Medical Officer Paul Kelly says his advice to government recognises that there are very low rates of community transmission and high vaccination rates in Australia. It does not in any way suggest that the pandemic is finished. Uh, We will almost certainly see uh, future peaks of the virus um, uh, into the future as we have seen uh, earlier in this year. However, at the moment, we have very low rates of of, uh, both cases, hospitalisations, uh, intensive care, uh, admissions aged care outbreaks and various other measures that we've been uh, following very closely in our weekly um, uh, open report. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says that decisions have to be made based on changing advice and changing circumstances. There's not a role for government in running every bit of people's lives forever and that is my firm position you know, this isn't an ideological thing. This is a practical outcome uh, that was agreed across the board. The Australian Federal Police says it's partnering with state and federal counterparts in an operation to protect more than 10,000 people who are victims of the Optus data leak. Assistant Commissioner for Cyber Command, Justine Goh, says that Operation Guardian is aimed at providing as much protection as possible while the investigation continues. Customers affected by the breach will receive multi-jurisdictional and multi-layered protection from identity crime and financial fraud. The 10,000 individuals who potentially had 100 points of identification released online will be prioritised. The Australian War Memorial has announced plans to expand its depiction of the nation's frontier wars. Former Coalition Minister Brendan Nelson is the chair of the memorial. The Council has made the decision that we will have a much broader, much deeper depiction and presentation of the violence committed against Aboriginal people, initially by British then by pastoralists, then by police and by Aboriginal militia. The Indigenous filmmaker Rachel Perkins has welcomed the news, saying that a broader depiction of the frontier wars will help everyone to properly reflect upon and understand our history. She says that students are generally not taught the truth in school. So it's just been uh, sort of whitewashed out of our history, but... The records and oral testimonies that exist in archives all around the country tell a story of frontier conflict that happened when Europeans arrived in Sydney and then spread across the continent. And everywhere that the expansion of settlement went, uh, Aboriginal people whose land it was would resist the occupation of their land. The United Nations has condemned Russia's plans to annex four territories of Ukraine. Luhansk, Donetsk, Kherson, and Zaporizhia will be included as part of Russia at a formal government ceremony expected to be attended by President Vladimir Putin. But UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres says the annexations are illegitimate under international law. In this moment of peril, I must underscore my duty as Secretary-General to uphold the Charter of the United Nations. The UN Charter is clear. Any annexation of a state territory by another state resulting from the threat or use of force is a violation of the principles of the UN Charter and international law. You've been listening to SBS News in Easy English.